welcome back to another week of the Tea Please podcast. I'm your host, Sarah, and today is another solo episode. I've been mixing in more solo episodes for the second season of the Tea Please podcast. I've been doing them the first release of the month, so it is now November. That seems crazy, but really excited to be recording this solo episode. I feel like as more time goes on, I'm just finding my way even more with the types of conversations I want to be having and talking about on the podcast. It feels very expressive and just really good to be able to put something out there that I feel is really resonating with me and hopefully it resonates with you as well. But anyway, I did a poll on my Instagram stories this week, so if you don't follow me, go ahead and do that at the Tea Blues podcast. Make sure that you see my stories. That's where I'm most active. And I did this poll about what this episode should be about, and you had decided that we should talk about bad mental health days or low mental health days, whatever you want to call it. Those days where everything seems fine and then you're just not feeling it. You just feel really like down and depressed even, really anxious, all of those bad feelings for maybe no reason or maybe something does happen and that's why you are feeling those things. But I have had a lot of experience with those types of days, which is why I wanted to talk through it. Um, And I'm able to talk through it because I've done a lot of practice in how to navigate those days with minimal impact to those around me and stopping the spiral. If you have these days, you know what I mean. It's typically like a spiraling out type of situation where you're just stuck. You get stuck in your head and you can't get out of it. And I've had a lot of practice with these days. I have never been someone who my energy levels and like mental health spectrum, it fluctuates. I'm very up, I'm very down. I change moods often throughout the day. I change moods often throughout the week. Those people that kind of live in the in-between and feel really stable, I can't relate because I am very emotional. My emotions are up and down and that can cause me to have some bad mental health days. I have had them for as long as I can remember. I would even stay home from school sometimes when I didn't feel good. I was just like, not today. Woke up, not today. Not happening. Or I would feel just this weight like, ugh, I can't get it together. And all I want to do is lay in bed and watch Netflix. And that's what I did for a lot of these days. Even back then, I would recognize that it is something that would pass. I would feel off for a few days every so often or whatever. And I would just think, okay, (laughs) like I know it's going to get better, but I still stayed in it a lot longer than I do now um, because I didn't really have the tools. I didn't know what to do. I just kind of rode it out, rode the wave and felt down for as long as it took for me to feel like a natural spike in energy again and just a little bit more uplifted in my mind. So all that to say, I'm no expert, of course. You know I'm not an expert. You kind of know me at this point. And I'm not a therapist, not a doctor, not any of that. But I've had a lot of personal experience with these types of days and with mental health in general. And that's why we're talking about it today. I used to get really, really upset and kind of rebellious with this idea that we have to have the same level of energy and the same like mental health level every single day with everything that we have to do as adults it's just insane to me and I get stuck feeling like I need to act like a robot and I need to have the same level of energy every single day and show up in the same way and that's not true so understanding that has allowed me to give myself more grace on the days that I'm not feeling that great because 
I should not expect myself to show up the same way every single day, day in, day out, at my job, at home. There's a lot going on and we are not robots and we do fluctuate with feelings. We are dynamic creatures and we have dynamic thoughts and we have dynamic feelings. So that was kind of the first realization and acceptance to me being able to give myself grace on these tough days because I would think like, well, yesterday I was killing it at work and I would like to do that again today, but I don't want to work at all today or I'm not feeling good. And I would get upset and I would get more worked up because I was confused on why I was perfectly fine one day and then another day would seem really tough. And that starts the whole spiral of what's wrong with me? Why can't I have a regular day? I should be able to be grateful for everything in my life because literally nothing has changed from yesterday. It's a spiral. And it can be really tough and discouraging when you still have a lot of responsibilities on your plate for that day. It would be awesome if I was having one of these days and I could just say, you know what, I'm not working today. It's a personal day. I'm going to go to the spa. I'm going to go on a hike. I'm going to do everything that I want to do and do like the ultimate self-care day. That would be fantastic. Take those when you can. For me, it's not realistic. I'm not going to have a lot of days like that. I still have a lot to do and I have to be able to work through when I have these off days. So what do you actually do? Something that's really helped me is finding pockets of time throughout the day that I can give myself a little bit extra that I don't normally do on a regular day. So that might be a Starbucks in the morning. That might be an extra long walk on my lunch break. That might be my favorite smoothie bowl from this place that's like $12 and I would never get that because it's a $12 smoothie bowl. But on this day, I'm gonna do it because that will lift my mood a little bit. Since I'm working from home, sometimes it's working from my bed. You know, we hear a lot of like, don't do that. have a dedicated space to get your work done, you know, dress to impress, dress up so that you feel confident. No, sometimes I'm wearing sweats and I'm laying in my bed working because I can do that now because we're working from home. And if I don't have client calls, that feels better to me. And it allows me to actually be productive still and still like give myself that that comfort that I'm really craving on a day like this. The key with with this piece of advice is not to get down on ourselves about making that choice. You know, if I'm working from bed, I'm happy to be there. I'm not telling myself the story that I shouldn't be doing that or I should go sit at my desk or a successful person wouldn't be doing this. That's not helpful. It's actually hurtful because when we have a bad mental health day, what we really need to do is give ourselves permission to do that. I think the tricky part comes in because we don't know how to give ourselves permission to have a bad mental health day and call it that. I truly think the key to having a successful bad mental health day, and by successful I mean not explosive. So yes, it's going to be a rough day. It's probably going to be a bad day. Not your favorite day, not your favorite memory. But my days like this used to be what I would call explosive, ending with some type of huge breakdown or just crisis where I'm crying a lot or it's spilling over into my relationships in a negative way and it's it does so much more harm than it needs to. So that's what I mean by successful bad mental health day because there are things we can do to acknowledge how we're feeling that day and kind of lean into it a little bit without having it be this like huge massive thing that is draining your energy like 
when I would have these days and I would end up bawling, I would just be like, my central nervous system was so shot. And then I would have like this emotional hangover for the next day or so because I I just strung myself out on this day. So anyway, what I was saying, one of the biggest things that I think can help on these days is to not feel guilty about anything, literally about anything, and practice letting go of that guilt. And it is a practice. You're not going to listen to this podcast and then have like really awesome self-care days when you need them. It is a practice, especially because a lot of that guilt is so deeply rooted and it probably comes from somewhere, whether it's like your family or society or whatever, like we all carry that. And you don't need to feel guilty when you're having a day like this. And I mean, you don't need to feel guilty for one, having a day like this. And two, you don't need to feel guilty for the choices that you make to give yourself compassion and take care of yourself for that day. That is where I think it's trickier. But practice it. What's something that does cheer you up? What's something that makes you nostalgic? What's something that gives you comfort? And lean into that, seek that out when you're having a bad day. Another thing that I think can be kind of confusing about these days is that we don't know always when they're going to happen or why they're happening. Something that has also helped me is recognizing that there are other days that I don't feel like this at all and nothing has changed. Recognizing and honoring the ebbs and flows of my emotions and of my days, it's helpful perspective and it's helpful context to remember when we are having a negative mental health day because not every day is like that. That can help just frame our minds to recognize, hey, this is not a great day, but I've had a great week so far otherwise, so I know that this is going to pass too and it's going to be okay. Another thing I think is helpful when you're having bad mental health days is having something to look forward to. So maybe you're not super happy with the way the day has gone, something is really on your mind. For me, a lot of the times it's where I spend my time. I get really, really down on myself about how little time I have for the things that I actually enjoy doing. I know that's an extreme privilege to be able to have like a surplus amount of time to be able to spend how I want, but I just feel like I have a lot of responsibilities that I don't, I'm not interested in. I don't care about them and I just feel like I I just am doing a lot of stuff that I don't want to be doing and that is the main trigger when I have these bad mental health days for me. So like I said earlier, I can't just take off, go off the grid and, you know, go shopping, go to the spa, like get a massage, all the stuff that I would want to do that would really like help me feel better, of course, because who's not going to feel better doing that stuff? I can't do that. And then I just get more frustrated because I don't feel like I have the time to really do what I know would make my soul feel better for that day. You know what I mean? So having something to look forward to can also help with this, I have found, because I can't just say, you know what, I'm done with working and I'm just going to avoid all my responsibilities for the day. I can't do that. But there is usually a time where I know I'm going to have a little bit more time, usually in the evenings after work and after stuff has calmed down, that I will have a little bit more free time for myself because I don't have kids. That's a whole nother element that I think would be challenging in terms of like time and doing things that you don't necessarily want to be doing. But I make sure that I have something to look forward to. So maybe I'm planning something with Taylor. And by planning something, I mean like it could be deciding that we're going to play checkers tonight, which is something that we've done recently that's been really fun. It could be going on a cheap date night. It could be going on a drive because we like to do that sometimes. It could just be anything. A workout you love, take an extra long walk, go watch the sunset, do whatever you want. 
and don't feel guilty for it. Say, you know, this is really what I need today because I'm a human and I'm allowed to do something for me and take care of myself in this way. For me, on bad mental health days, I'm literally doing the bare minimum. I am doing the bare minimum of the responsibilities that I have on my to-do list for that day and then the rest of that time, the pockets of time throughout the day, the morning, the evening, the time that I can control, I'm using it to take care of myself actively. Something I've really been thinking about lately is how much time I spend coping versus how much time I spend living. Navigating bad mental health days, I think, require an insane amount of self-awareness, and that's really where we have to start, cultivating that awareness. That's how we're going to be able to manage these days a little bit easier with less friction in our lives. It's important for us to know what are the things that are going to make me feel better and not make me feel guilty. We want to avoid that. So for example, if you're having a bad mental health day and you're really drawn to your comfort foods, which I am as well, but I don't feel guilty about it because as you know, my favorite food on the planet is mac and cheese and I really (laughs) don't, my body doesn't like it that much, but my brain really likes it. So when I'm having a bad day, I'm getting some mac and cheese, but I let go of the guilt for that because this isn't something that I'm eating every single day. So my point is we don't want to do things that will add guilt. So if we haven't let go of the guilt of these comfort foods that we feel drawn to, maybe make an effort not to eat those on these days because we're really trying to avoid just piling on the guilt that we're probably already feeling. I really think self-awareness is key because otherwise you don't know where these thoughts are coming from. I think that's another thing that really, really helps. Um, It's so confusing when we have days like this. And so for me to be able to say, I'm having this bad mental health day or feeling like really down on myself because I don't feel like I have the time, freedom that I wish I had. It's important for me to know that that's where it's coming from instead of, I don't know what's wrong with me. I just feel really confused. I feel mad. I feel sad. I feel angry. And I don't know why. So for me to say, I do know why. And that's not something I can change right now because I am working towards greater goals. I am working. I am hustling. I am doing what I need to do to make change and progress in that area, but I'm not there yet. It's important context for me to have when I'm feeling really low. So after I recognize that's where this is likely coming from, I can counteract it by taking control of the time that I do have in that day. So that's why I'm saying find those pockets of time to give yourself compassion, give yourself a treat, give yourself something to look forward to. For me, that's helpful knowing that most of my bad days come from this idea of time freedom and not having it. You know, maybe for someone else, it's feeling really inadequate, like they're not good at anything, like their job isn't going well or maybe they mess something up or maybe they feel like they mess something up and they just struggle with inadequacy, okay? Find something that makes you feel adequate, that you're really good at, that makes you feel confident, that makes you feel empowered, that really lets you take back some ownership of this story and thought that you have that you're not good enough. Do something that makes you feel good enough. And I am for sure not saying that doing one small thing in your day is gonna totally flip your day around but it is gonna set you up for easier days down the road. I think it's a compounding effort. I used to have really bad days where I was in this phase of feeling like I don't know what my purpose is. Everyone seems to have projects and passions and I don't know what I wanna do. I would cry on Fridays after work because I was so drained from the work week and I was not living for the weekends because I didn't know what to do with my weekends. I had so much free time on my hands and I didn't know what to do with it, and it was crippling. 
So I had a lot of days like that before I started using that free time to explore what I was interested in, making it fun. On these bad days, our hearts are heavy, our heads are heavy, our minds are heavy. So approach it with a light heart. Anything that you can do to make your day a little bit lighter, go ahead and do it. For me, it was making kind of a game, seeing where my thoughts took me in my interests. What did I want to pursue? Was it crafts? Like, was it painting? Was it whatever? It ended up being podcasting. That gave me a great sense of purpose and something to fill my time with that I'm really interested in and enjoy engaging with. And that came out of having so many days that I felt lack of purpose. Okay, so I want to shift a bit and talk about one other element of bad mental health days that I think is pretty important, and that is how your mental state also affects other people in your life around that day. So maybe you're a mom, you have a husband, you have kids, and that's extra hard, I would imagine, to have a bad mental health day and still feel like you need to be the support system and you know support your family in that way. It's just... It's not an isolated thing. It affects the people around you. On these days, I'm a little bit more likely to lash out and be a little snappy because I have that side to me and it for sure comes out when I am feeling down. Something that's really helped me with this is being able to say what's going on and what I need. And again, the key to being able to tell your loved ones what's going on and what you need is to know what's going on and what you need yourself that self-awareness piece. We really have to understand what it is that we need and want and to be able to communicate that effectively to the people around us is really important to minimizing the impact that these days can have. And managing expectations. You know, when I'm having a day like this, I don't expect Taylor, my husband, to make it better for me at all. I don't want to put that on him. It's not his responsibility, especially when it has nothing to do with him whatsoever. But he can usually tell when something's off and, you know, we've gotten to a place where he kind of knows the deal now. But um, being able to communicate like I am just feeling really upset about this and if he's trying to cheer me up and and speak positivity into my life and I'm not having it, (laughs) I need to tell him that. I'm not ready to hear that because I'm so in my head right now that I just need you to be here or I actually just need you to be in the other room because I need to be alone. Being able to communicate those things effectively and with kindness and without making Taylor feel bad, like my mood is about him, it's hard. It's hard to have someone, a romantic relationship or someone you're really close with who is having a bad day because expectations. There's always expectations and when Taylor has these days, sometimes I'm bummed because I'm like, shoot, well, I'm ready to have a great day and I want to have a great day with you. We're not on the same page. So again, giving yourself and giving each other grace, compassion, and space to feel what you need to feel. I truly think it's like the pressures of society and the pressures we put on ourselves that makes these days worse. And it's we're more prone to spiraling out because we put so much pressure on ourselves, or we feel pressure from other people to not feel down for no reason. Hopefully this is making some kind of sense and cohesive in some way because I feel a little bit scattered trying to articulate like all of my thoughts on this. But one more thing that I'll say is that I've noticed that the the days that I, I feel particularly down or spirally are days that I'm not really grounded. I'm very much in my head. I'm very much worrisome, not really 
I'm, I'm just not in the present moment and I'm not in my current environment, like not aware of my surroundings. I just don't feel grounded. It feels very fluttery. It feels very chaotic in my mind. So something else that I think really helps if you're having a bad mental health day is to do grounding activities. Um, that could be eating grounding foods. It's fall. It's cooler weather. So having like hearty soups or warming spices in your meals is known to be grounding and can help calm your central nervous system a little bit more. Getting outside is something that can also really help with grounding. Take your shoes off, put your feet in the grass, sit in the grass, lay down in the grass, sit in the sunshine. The outdoors is known to boost our mood scientifically, so that's a quick win right there. It can help calm your nervous system, bring you back down to the present moment, and help you get out of that spiral. Another quick win is drinking enough water. When I'm feeling down, sometimes I just forget to drink water, or I almost like kind of punish myself by not doing things I know are like good for my body on a regular day. And not to say that putting your feet in the grass or staying hydrated is going to automatically flip your mood. I'm just saying that you have a better chance of coming out of the the weird headspace that you're in if you do these things. If you're continuing to make sure you're hydrated and drinking enough water, um, make sure you eat that day. Make sure it's, you know, if it if it is comfort foods, great. But you could also take the opportunity to put nutritious foods in your body that can help you feel grounded that can help you feel more clear help you feel more taken care of and i can't believe i've already gone 21 minutes into recording and have not mentioned the dang cell phones okay put your cell phone away don't scroll it's a lot easier to get lost in a mindless scroll on a bad day because it's comforting our brains like it it's addicting So it might be easy to look to your phone for entertainment, and I would very much challenge you not to do that. Most of the time, if we're having a bad mental health day, it's because of our minds. So looking at your phone, scrolling endlessly on TikTok or Instagram, it's not going to help your mind, okay? If you're feeling down about your appearance, it's not going to help you. If you're feeling jealous of other people that have more time than you, it's not going to help you. If you are feeling frustrated with the season of life that you're in and are on Instagram looking at other people's highlight reel, it's not going to help you. Bad days are going to happen and there's a lot we can do to give ourselves compassion, give ourselves space to really get through those days as best we can and use those days as an opportunity to dive a little bit deeper into why we're having that day. Is it really just something off? What are we feeling off about? What are we feeling frustrated about? What is sending us into this spiral? And dig into that with compassion and patience and love for yourself and your journey and where you're at. But start to cultivate that self-awareness for what is making you so anxious. What is really getting you down? And make some slow, sustainable changes to get you out of that situation. That's what I've seen, being able to name what it is that's getting me upset, that's causing these bad days, and then slowly over time, over months, over years, changing my situation. And now I have less of these days. I still haven't though, and don't get me wrong, I'm not just, you know, floating through these bad mental health days, super calm and peaceful and just giving myself exactly what I need. It's rough. Sometimes I'm able to flip my mind around and make it into a good day. Other days, I'm just waiting till tomorrow. It's just I can't get out of it, and I know if I sleep on it, 
get up tomorrow, start again. Sometimes that's what we need. So I don't want to, you know, set the precedent that you should be able to change your mind and you should be able to bounce back within a single day because I think sometimes we can't. And that is totally okay, fine, normal, acceptable as well. Okay, okay, okay. Those are all my thoughts on how to navigate a bad mental health day with a little more grace and compassion and make them not so bad. I totally feel for anybody who is having bad mental health days frequently. Honestly, I fluctuate in mood throughout the week so often. And when I'm feeling like I don't want to do a task, if I don't have to do it, I'm not doing it. I try and prioritize what's going to make me feel best and really be honest with that answer. Sometimes it is getting stuff done and that is what I need to do to make myself feel better that day. Other times it's completely not and it's watching TV under my weighted blanket and then going for a nice long walk with Rocket. I spend a lot of time trying to think about my thoughts and where they come from and which voice I need to listen to and I think that's what makes these days particularly hard because you really have to have discernment to know what you need and what is going to make you feel actually better. So test it out. Take this as like an exploration to see what does actually make you feel better. And then you might have this like whole protocol that you follow when you have a bad day because these are things that help you get to the other side a little bit easier. It's a lot harder to do that if you don't know what voice you're listening to. Like the example of working out. Working out, endorphins, we know they're good for the mind. So if you're having a bad day, do you force yourself to work out or do you give yourself rest? I can't answer that for you, but that's something that you might have to decide. Same with food. Do I really want comfort food today or do I need more nutritious, balanced meals because that's what my body is craving and that's what I want to give it? Or do I need just like a little indulgent moment and have my mac and cheese? Which one is going to make you feel better? You can answer that, and it's going to change person to person. So I think the main message, if I haven't word vomited enough here, is that we need to take these days to really go inward and get to know ourselves better. Maybe we find out where this reoccurring feeling of discontent is coming from, and maybe we find what does actually fill us up, what can cheer us up, what does your body crave, what does your mind crave on these days. Dig into that. All right, I think I've been rambling enough about this. Thank you for listening and for clicking the follow button because I know you are, so you never miss an episode. Every single Monday, new episodes come out. Solo episodes, I've been sprinkling in the first Monday of every single month, and then we have guest interviews on the other weeks. And if you would leave a review on Apple Podcasts or share this episode or any others with a friend, that would mean so much. It's the number one thing you can do to help the podcast grow. Sending you love and compassion and grace on your bad mental health days and all the other days. I'll talk to you in the next episode.